0: Tell me about the facility that was dedicated this weekend and the importance you guys hope it will play in saving polar bears.
1: Sure. We, We were thrilled this weekend to cut the ribbon on a new interpretive center based in Churchill, Manitoba, dedicated to polar bear conservation. And we're not only hoping, we're actually seeing in real time the number of people we can both reach Here in town, uh, we're over 1,400 visitors in just a couple of weeks of being open, but also the outreach we can do globally using this space uh, to live stream panel discussions, to live stream uh, individual scientists uh, talking to the public on important issues in the Arctic.
0: How much danger are polar bears in worldwide?
1: Long term? We have a lot of concern, and if we continue to pump greenhouse gases into the atmosphere and to melt sea ice, we expect there'll be far fewer polar bears in far fewer places going forward.
0: What does that mean for the whole ecosystem, then? It means dramatic
1: change. This is something that's not just a model you know, in the distant future, it's something we're seeing happening today in front of our eyes and in our own lifetimes and careers. In places like the Barents Sea off the coast of Europe and around Norway, they've already developed a term for what's happening there, which they call Atlantification of the Arctic. So what was traditionally Arctic Ocean is now becoming more like the Southern Atlantic Ocean, and that is up and down the food web. So complete changes in species, composition, and assemblages. It's not that the Arctic will change and nothing will live here. It's that the Arctic will change and very different species will call it home.
0: Do we have any projections, uh, any data on how many polar bears there are? I want to I want to make it uh, singular in a way because they're so beautiful. Um, in the world... And how many are right now on the, edge of, uh, on the edge of extinction, for less of a better word, or dying for, un, for ridiculous reasons?
1: Sure. So globally, we don't have good estimates. We have large sections of the Arctic that have either poor data and consistent data or areas in the case of much of the Russian coast uh, that have largely gone untampled for a very long period of time. From the best information we do have, and that comes largely from Canada, the U.S., Norway, and Greenland, we can say there are between 20 and 26,000 polar bears globally. That's always looking in the rearview mirror, so mm-hmm. looking back four or five years ago, there we know from well-studied populations in the shared Beaufort Sea between the U.S. and Canada, here in Hudson Bay, and in parts of the Barents Sea, that we have some significant issues and some significant declines. So in the Beaufort Sea alone, uh, we've seen a 40% decline Uh. over a 20-year period, and that population here in western Hudson Bay, we're looking at a 30% decline over the last 30 years, and the adjoining southern Hudson Bay dipping down into Ontario and shared with Quebec, we've seen about a 17-18% decline, and that's just going up to 2016, so that's not including what's happened in the last couple of years where we've continued to see ice loss.
0: Tell me about these animals themselves. I mean, I've only ever seen one live. That was the poor guy in Central Park when I was living in New York and he just was... He had a rough life. But you get to see them relatively close up, right? They are magnificent as far as I can tell. Why do you love them so much.
1: I've been fortunate enough to have a career uh, with polar bears, and it was very happenstance. But for the last 20 years of my professional career, I've just studied, worked on, and worked on the management of polar bears. And so at this point in my life, I feel like I owe them something in return, owe them something for that opportunity. So I'm trying to do what I can to make sure we keep polar bears around for future generations.
0: We've seen a lot of political activity recently about the climate, mainly due to one little girl from uh, Stockholm. Can we, as world citizens, count on people that maybe are behind Greta, with Greta, branching out to, to support what you are driving so hard to save, is there any chance of that? Is there, how, how close are we to getting the young people involved in this battle that you're fighting?
1: From where I sit, they're in it, and she has played a significant role in kind of galvanizing that youth movement globally, which is critical To where we go next. A lot of the challenges that are in front of us now and definitely the ones that lie ahead are things we're giving to them. And it's not a nice gift to be passing on to future generations. So their involvement as early as possible is critical. It's critical to the actions needed. It's critical to changing the minds of adults. I think having discussions with friends, family members, peers is, is going to be a big part of how we get to where we need to go here in the next decade.
0: And so the new building in Churchill will essentially be ground zero, Houston control, uh, to get the message out. Is that right? Is is that a proper analysis of it, do you think?
1: For Polar Bears International, that's definitely right. This is our, our base camp, our home in the polar bear world, and it's a it's a great place for us to bring people the message on what's happening in the Arctic, what's happening with the bears, and I think, as importantly, what that means to us where we live, what that means to visitors who come to Churchill, Manitoba, from all over the world, you know, what that means, their responsibility is when they go home to ensure there are bears for their children to come and visit and their grandchildren.